This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I've just lost the Dominican lady. She was really nice and bought me a churro. You have a metal arm? That is awesome. You're a criminal. I'm a criminal. Why would I tell him about the churro? Mr. Stark, it smells like a new car in here. Oh, here's my made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. Hey, everyone. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new bonus episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective, uh, where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode, and for the first time ever, trailer by trailer. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're trying something new today. This is going to be a little bit of, you know, we say shorter. Whenever we say we're doing a shorter episode, it ends up being like two and a half hours long. But I feel confident in saying that we're going to have a short episode today because we're talking about a three-minute movie trailer. And by we, there's just two of us today. Uh, I am, of course... It's getting and, out of hand. Yeah, now there are two of us. Uh, I am Chris, uh, the Sound Lord, your, your uh, host, I guess, for the day. And by host, I mean the person who talks first. Uh, that's really all it is today. And joining me today is good old Robbie. Robbie, how's it going? Uh, pretty excited to watch this for the 70th time. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that this has broken the endgame record for most viewed in 24 hours? Trailer. Holy cow. I mean, yeah. it feels like everyone is talking about it, so I probably shouldn't be too surprised. But yeah, I guess that kind of shocks me because while I am excited about this movie, it doesn't feel like the event that Endgame did. So it's that actually is surprising to me. I think all the rumors uh, that are turning out to be fairly true, it looks like, uh, helped because... People really love the previous Spider-Man movies, uh, yeah. some of them. And, yeah. and you know, even, even the Amazing Spider-Man movies have their stands. And the Raimi movies are superhero classics. Uh, I saw a tweet that said uh, today, uh, yesterday, today, that they love that the uh, main takeaway from this trailer coming out is not people being excited about the multiverse, but people just talking about how great Spider-Man 2 is. Right. <laughs> Which I think is something you and I can appreciate. Yes. Uh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so well, what we're gonna. Oh, I, well, go. I was also gonna say, I think another part of it is this is a trailer that particularly lends itself to watch again to see. Wait, what was that? Uh-huh. I mean, all trailers kind of have that, uh, but this trailer more than I think uh, many other big blockbuster fandom movies has these moments of. Was that what I thought it was? Do I think this is? Um, which I it's why we're doing this episode. It, it's we have never done this for another trailer because yeah, that's not the point. The only thing I think kind of comes close is the Force Awakens trailer yeah. had a lot, or the Force Awakens trailers. Each of them had these. Wait, was that? And I, I didn't bring that up purposefully, but bringing that up also makes me think this is the most excited I think I've been for a trailer since there were moments in this trailer that gave me feelings similar to that first Force Awakens teaser, yeah. where the the um, the Millennium Falcon did the the overhand turn. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's about what points in this trailer felt like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the second Force Awakens trailer, I think, is one of my favorite trailers of all time. Yes. Um, yeah, that's not the one I meant, but I agree. I know, yeah. That is the trailer. When I think of yeah. cool trailers, that is the one I think of. When uh, Han Solo and the princess kicks in. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Every time. I just got to do something talking all about of it. it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then the way it... Oh, yeah. It goes into the force theme. The pom, yes. pom, pom. Anyway, that's a different have trailer. Seen, have oh. you ever seen them recut Empire Strikes Back to that trailer's music? 
It's an Empire Strikes Back trailer set to the second Force Awakens trailer's music. Uh, you send that to me so I can watch it. I will it be sending it here. to you after the show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so as, as you've gathered, we are talking about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which has been anticipated and dropped and pretty much blew everyone's mind. So uh, if you like this, we're, you know, this is going to be a bonus episode. We're going to be slipping it in between some what if episodes. And uh, if you like something like this, uh, let us know, email the show, tweet us, uh, you know, get in contact with us, let us know. And, you know, we'll, we'll maybe look for some more little, you know, tiny, hopefully tiny bonus episodes we can do. You know what this is? A lot of, so a lot of the, I listen to a lot of politics and sports podcasts, mm-hmm. and almost all of them have what they call emergency podcasts. Now, of course, they're all done yeah. by journalists that are being paid to do this full time. You know, we have work schedules, uh-huh. but yeah, this is basically an emergency podcast for Squad Up. Yes, yes, or or assembly required. <laughs> I I would love an emergency Squad Up. I would too. Yes, yeah. assembly required. All right. Uh, so what we're gonna do is Robbie and I have the trailer up, and we're just gonna watch it. And we will stop and talk about things as uh, um, as the mood strikes us. So, Robbie, if you need to say something, just say stop and we'll and we'll pause. Ten I will four. do the same. And if you at home want to play along, if you're not driving, uh, if you're listening at home and not at work, and or, at, or if you're at work, I mean, I don't care what you do. I'm not your boss. <laughs> uh, but uh, but if you want to pull up and watch along with us, uh, feel free. Uh, you'll be able to kind of hear it in the background probably too. We'll see if I edit that out or not. Uh, so uh, Robbie, starting the trailer in three. Oh, and by the way, if you really want to watch along and make sure we're watching the one that is on the official Marvel Entertainment YouTube page, starting at the very beginning, including the annoying little five seconds teasing the trailer that I don't know why they add these, trailer these trailers. Trailer, yes. I hate it. Just go right into the trailer. Don't show me the mm-hmm. cool stuff before the trailer actually begins. All right. Now, starting the trailer in three, two, one, play. Uh, I will say right now without stopping, I love that they just use the old Spider-Man theme all the time now. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Yeah, I do too. Stop, come on. Yes, I stopped because Peter said stop. Okay. <laughs> that That's fine. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that. Uh my first thought was, why should we do the New York Post? What about the Daily Bugle? And then I remembered that in this universe, the Daily Bugle is a right-wing conspiracy theory website. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the idea the, of what? The return of J. Jonah Jameson also is... I mean, we knew it was coming because of the end of the of um, Far From Home, but I'm excited about it all over again. Uh, what does the uh, the headline say? It says Peter Parker and H what is your Spider Minion. What's your I'm time at, stamp? For I'm me? at 17 seconds. 17 seconds. Cool. Now, now we're there. Um, I don't know. Spider. Oh, I'll bet it's. I'll bet the Spider Minions. I'll bet it's referring to the uh, the drones. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out what that word oh. that starts with an H is. Could it be Hydra? I don't see a word that starts. With uh, well, her fingers in front of it. I be, I backed up a little bit. I'm going to launch on the back page. You talking about? It's on. Oh, Spider-Man and his spider minions. What a boring word that turned out to be. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, Do you want to start out again? Yeah. All right. Uh, Starting again in three, two, one, play. All right. They're swinging J.K. Simmons everywhere on these TVs. I love that. 
Okay, pause. All right, yeah. Okay, we definitely okay. have to talk about this. So I didn't pause at the right moment, but this is what people keep. And I am going to back up a couple seconds, but I'll go back to 27 seconds once we okay. talk about it. Because um, I just want to get a view. No, I can't really get. How are people doing this? How are people turning this? Okay, so I am not backing up. At about right. 25, 26 seconds, if I go there, it's too blurry for me to see anything. Mm-hmm. But the internet has ripped that man standing there and has said, yep, yeah, that's Matt Murdock. Um, it has been a rumor for a while that Charlie Cox is in this. And I don't know that there's anything to substantiate that, although it's one of those rumors. It's the kind it, of rumor that comes from reputable, like it's yes. reporters talking about it, not yeah. like Grace Randolph. I can't remember which film. I think it was actually Endgame. No, something. Uh-huh. It comes from the circles of the internet where when I doubt them, I'm wrong. They, they okay. end up being correct. So it feels like there's some meat to this. Um, that said, that doesn't mean that that's Charlie Cox and that's Daredevil. There people have pointed out that He's not necessarily... The main thing is hairy arms and the sleeves rolled up, which, okay, and the glasses. Yeah. Um, but he's that, a little little less fit than Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, His hair looks different. Yeah, my biggest concern is he is standing outside the interrogation room looking in. That's not something Matt Murdock which, would do. Right, that feels like like cop behavior. Also, I don't yeah. think Matt Murdock would stand there with his arms crossed. He'd be standing there with a cane. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think... This is Matt Murdock. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't think, I think Matt Murdock might be in the movie. And I think you said this. Well, I'll let you say it. How you okay. hope Matt Murdock is in this movie. I would love for Matt Murdock to show up and never put on the Daredevil suit. I agree um, with you. Now, I don't mean that they should not talk about Daredevil at all, but I think maybe some broad allusions to it would be great because, okay, so Peter Parker, unmasked, wanted for the murder of Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And what lawyer is going to take that case? Right. Another masked vigilante. Right. Uh, and I think that Matt Murdock could see an opportunity here to try to get to the bottom of what's going on. Because I think that he's going to believe Peter, first of all. I think he's going to trust him. You know, mm-hmm. Peter was an Avenger. He was all these other things. He did help save half the universe. Uh, so I, th- I could see Matt seeing a chance to sort of take him on, not as a protege, but to a kind of figure out what, what his deal is. Because if Spider-Man had been going around New York, even before, uh, even before civil war, we know that Spider-Man was active. Right. Tony obviously knew about him. He was keeping tabs on him. You think Matt Murdoch's not keeping tabs on him? Mm-hmm. The kind of guy that, you know, if, if he ever crossed into hell's kitchen, you think daredevil's not going to have, have some words with the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, granted, Spider-Man probably never did cross into Hell's Kitchen, but if he did, he would have bumped into Daredevil, the devil of I, Hell's Kitchen himself. I'm not sure Spider-Man wouldn't bump into Hell's Kitchen. I, I guess we don't know that much yeah. what this Spider-Man's territory is. True. But, um, we haven't seen street-level right. Spider-Man, in, really. In source material, it is basically New York. So That's true. I, I, That's true. We don't necessarily know what Tom Holland's Spider-Man has been up to, but I don't think yeah. it would be that surprising if he's in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Um, to all of your points, I would also add, just Spider-Man and Daredevil are just such a natural pairing. Absolutely. Even if it's not Daredevil. There's a reason that Matt Murdock and Peter Parker and Spider-Man and Daredevil are together so much in the comics. Not just because part of it is they're both characters that are popular enough to not be schlumped with the Avengers, which is hilarious uh-huh. to say, but that's accurate. Yeah. Um, 
Reminder for those of you who uh, may be a little bit new to a lot of these characters, which is fine. Welcome. Glad you're here. Um, the Avengers traditionally was actually just where a bunch of characters that weren't popular enough to carry an ongoing series tended to be put. Um, Spider-Man and Daredevil are reserve Avengers because they're too popular to be shoved with the Avengers. That's really the root of it. Um, in the MCU, that's very different. That said, they go together very well. Um, they're both, even though this doesn't really match Spider-Man's power set, they're both considered quote-unquote street level, um, and they both have a, a great sense of humor. They're just characters that go together very well. And I would love seeing that on screen. Would love mm -hmm. it. And I think the MCU versions, it'd be a little different in the MCU. We definitely have a young Peter. We have a very grizzled Daredevil. Um, I don't necessarily know the MCU Peter and Matt fit together that well, but that doesn't mean I don't want to see it. Um, they just, they handle, both territories are handled very differently on screen. But I still want to see them together. Um, I would just like that, and I, I agree with you. I don't need Daredevil to leap into the action in this movie, but I do think it'd be really fun to see Charlie Cox as Tom Holland's lawyer. Um, mm -hmm. That I just, it just, I mean this in the not making fun of it way. Be a solid Easter egg and one that makes sense. So yeah, and if it sets up a more full return in, oh, say, a Disney Plus show about yes. another lawyer superhero, yep. even better. Also. This is probably fairly obvious, but Kingpin is a Spider-Man villain. He is uh -huh. a Spider-Man villain that was co-opted by Daredevil. If we yes. could get Kingpin into a Spider-Man verse, I'd be real okay. Other than into the Spider-Verse, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we could get Kingpin into a MC Spider-Man story, I'd be really happy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, we've never talked about on the show, but mm -hmm. there have been some mild, quiet rumors that Kingpin might show up in Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, I'm all in if he is. Very cool. Um, I mean, I almost feel like, that was it Bullseye in season three of Daredevil, which I still need yes. to watch? Bullseye yeah, and Hawkeye have, have some uh, past history, some recent mm -hmm. history, too, even in the comics. So Well, and he's used so well in season three, it'd be a shame if that's the only time we ever see him, because it's really... This isn't too much of a spoiler. It's basically Bullseye's origin story. Okay. Um, granted, it's Bullseye, so he already has his power, but it's how he starts to become Bullseye. Yeah. And so if the only time we ever see Bullseye is basically his origin story, that'll suck. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, shall we Shall we start and move on? All right. Count. Three, two, one, play. Not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Yeah, that guy slams his hand like a cop. Mm-hmm. Devil in disguise, a bunch of people saying that. People. I, I yeah. think we're reading too much into it. But. Mm -hmm. Well, who's we? I'm not reading anything to do it. <laughs> now everybody knows. But this isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. <laughs> it's Halloween. Yeah. Oh, we just got to the logos. And. I'm sorry, you People keep asking me about together, the cold here. Yeah, let's go ahead and stop here. Okay, got it. Stop. All right, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Doctor Strange real quick. Okay. Uh, in his casual getup, but still <laughs> wearing the cloak of levitation. Yes. Um, I would love to know why it's frozen in there. Someone said, why is there snow? I said, it's New York. It snows there. And then right. I realized they're talking about inside. I was like, right. oh, yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense because it's not snowing outside. It's, it's interesting to me, and I say this with us doing this to this trailer, 
But people are looking for deep meaning. And I saw someone who was frustrated. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why is it cold? Why is there ice? Why is there... And, and I, you know, they need to explain this. And, I mean, honestly, I think it's just going to be some quirk. It's just going to be there. It's going to be a joke. For le- right, a joke. Yeah. Oh, you know, that we can't get the door to the top of Mount Everest closed. It, it's Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, I think it's just there to make the... You're going to find this sentence interesting based on something you shared from Twitter. Okay. I think it's there to make the scenery more interesting, uh, <laughs> to make the the shots more visually striking instead of yeah. just being in the strange mansion again. Do yeah. something entertaining. So maybe there's something to this, but not everything you see in a trailer that doesn't make sense ends up being important for the movie. And, and not everything you see in a trailer ends up being in the movie at all. Also true. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think there's anything to I don't think there's anything significant to this frost. Other than it might be a plot device to get Wong to leave because he wants to go somewhere warm or something like that. That very well could be it. Yeah. But All right. I, I keep hearing people talk about it. I don't think it's that important. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, three, two, one, play. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. That was a funny bit. All right. Let's stop here. Uh, pause. Let's, yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So a couple things to talk about. Uh, all right. So first yeah. of all. Him calling Strange Stephen hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we've stopped where Peter Parker is running through a building. And there are two interesting things about this. One is what he is wearing. It does appear to be some manner of black Spider-Man suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, if you look on some, if you pause in just the right spot, you can see that he is actually at the feast kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're familiar with... The poster with- even says feast. I didn't notice... Yeah, the po- the poster says feast because I actually remember when um, Far From Home came out and May's volunteering at like the right. Salvation Army or something, and I remember thinking, why isn't it feast? Yep, we uh, talked about it on the episode on the yeah. the Far From Home episode. Yeah, that's right. Well, so feast uh, as a refresher uh, is a uh, it's a I forget what exactly what it stands for, but it's a homeless shelter. That it comes from the comics. May was a volunteer there. Um, if you've played the Spider-Man game for PS4 or PS5, the excellent Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. uh, Feast is a big part of that. Uh, and just throwing out there that uh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, well, we'll just say that the uh, the man who runs Feast is very interesting. Feast was introduced in the comics, by the way. Uh, in the very first storyline that happened after the infamous One More Day. So, One More Day we will talk about a little bit later in this trailer, I think. But um, that was the first, uh, we'll call it post-reboot Spider-Man story, mm-hmm. uh, involved involved uh, Feast. So, yeah. just interesting that it shows up here. Do you have anything to add about that? No, I... Makes sense. Um, I am wondering if, uh, I mean, I guess we won't spoil it in case anyone wants to read the comics or... Or, or play the video game. Yeah. Um, I am wondering if it's going to be used. My guess is there won't be much here, but they can have it in their back pocket for the future. Yeah. They like. You know, they could um, they could certainly cast the character, and if they right. want to do anything interesting with him down the road. In terms or he'll of the be costume, another Raimi versus Kurt Connors. <laughs> right. In terms of the costume... Yeah. I have seen people saying that there's some yellow on it and that this is most likely an anti-electricity costume, which is important to something we'll see later. Oh, yeah, okay. 
His I'm shoulders do out. look like they're made of some kind of tougher material yeah, yeah, than yeah. normal. I'm not ruling out the idea of Tom Holland being introduced to a symbiote in this movie, but I'm going to bet heavily against it for yeah. a long list of reasons. Like, yeah. too much with what's already going in. Sony's uh-huh. got Venom and probably doesn't want to just abandon that potential. Yeah. Um, they would so rather find a way is, to blend like, those, I think. Right. So I don't think this is a symbiote situation. Yeah. Um, it may just be may just be a cool reference to, hey, look, we put Tom Holland in a black suit. That mm-hmm. may literally all, all yeah. it is. Like, if I've this is our last chance, right. we're going to do it. <laughs> right. And I've also seen a lot of people saying, and there might be some, some truth to this, some of the times that we're seeing Tom Holland in the trailer, we may not be seeing Tom Holland in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is a case that I think we are seeing Tom Holland, but maybe he, the suit came from, cause this is not the only time we're going to see this suit. Yeah. And the other time we see the suit, I'm not sure we're seeing Tom Holland. Okay. Um, and I have sure. some conspiracy theories as well, okay. which I will share later. Okay. Uh, shall we start up again? Absolutely. What timestamp are you at? I'm at 117. I'm at 117. Perfect. All right. Three, two, one, play. And Mysterio revealed my identity. My entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. All right. And let's stop Pause. it right here. Yeah, after okay. the wink. <laughs> Are we talking about uh, Strange as a character? Uh, that's what I want to talk, talk about. Okay. Let's talk about a lot of things. Okay. You first. All right. Yeah, let's say, um, all right. So I've brought up one more day. Let's go ahead and talk about one more day first. Okay, cool. What do you think? So one more day is an infamous, infamous, maybe mm-hmm. the most hated Spider-Man story. It's either that or the nineties clone saga. I have read both and I hate it way more than the clone saga. The clone yeah, saga that, has redeeming value. Yeah. That seems to be the, they're like the clone saga is bad. But, clone, mm-hmm. but it, bad in a different way and for a different reason. Clone Saga right. got bad because they decided to change course halfway through uh, with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. One More Day was bad from the start. Right. So what it was, Joe Quesada was, I believe he was the editor-in-chief of Marvel at this point. What it boils down to is he wanted Spider-Man the way Spider-Man was when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man had been married to Mary Jane for about 20 years in the comics now. Uh, 20 years of real time, which yes. is like five years of comic book time, but you know, <laughs> right. Um, you know, time moves very slowly in comic books. Yeah. Um, there is actually a Marvel time. And I think you're right. Isn't it like each, each Marvel, each yeah. real world year is a quarter of a Marvel. It's year? something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't line up normally. They're actually real quick. I haven't read this yet, but Chip Zdarsky, who was a fantastic comic book writer and wrote some great Spider-Man stuff. In fact, uh, he wrote a series, um, and I forget what it's called. The name is escaping me right now. Um, but it is the story of Spider-Man from the 1960s to today as if it happened in real time. So he becomes Spider-Man the same time that the first comic book came out. And then the 60s happened, the 70s happened, the 80s happened, and he ages along with it. Got it. Uh, which sounds like a really cool, and they're actually doing one right now with the Fantastic Four as well, with a different oh. different team. Um, but I think that's a cool alternate universe kind of take on it. But mm-hmm. but I digress. One more day. All right. So Mar- he was married to Mary Jane for twenty years. Joe Quesada thought that it would be fun to bring him back to single and fun and whatever because that's what he remembered as he was a kid. Uh, 
J. Michael Straczynski wrote the comic. Um, he's written several comics, several TV shows and movies and stuff. Uh, you know, a very prolific and celebrated writer. He has publicly said that he had a lot of disagreements with editorial, but the way comics work is your work for hire. So you write what they tell you to sometimes. Okay. Sometimes you get to go in with your story. Sometimes they come to you with a story and you have to do that. So in that story, uh, so Spider-Man's identity was revealed during Civil War voluntarily because he okay. was Team Iron Man at first. So he revealed his identity. Uh, Kingpin sent an assassin uh, and ended up shooting Aunt May. You know, the one thing Spider-Man always wanted never to happen uh, is his family getting hurt um, and his loved ones being hurt because he's Spider-Man. So Spider-Man go first, first, but I think even before Aunt May gets shot, Spider-Man goes to Dr. Strange and says, can you undo this? So no one knows my identity. Dr. Strange says, no, I can't. Or I won't. I forget exactly what it is. Aunt May gets shot. So Spider-Man has to make a deal with someone even worse. <laughs> of course, Mephisto. So it begins Confirm. again. We will be hearing nothing but Mephisto talk again for the next three months now. Um, but in order to save Aunt May and undo the world knowing that he's Spider-Man, he and Mary Jane agree to sell their marriage to him. So their marriage is erased. It's as if they never knew each other, which is what Peter Peter's afraid of losing the time that he's had with MJ as a result of the spell in this movie. So kind of similar there. Okay. Um, and the only reason Mephisto does it is because he wants to hear the screaming of the parts of their soul that remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's the devil. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, so that rebooted... You know, Marvel has never actually done a company-wide reboot the way that DC does, like, every three years. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had the same continuity since the beginning. The Secret Wars happened, but it didn't technically reboot anything. Everything continued afterwards, like it like it was normal, right. with a few little things here and there, but never a full reboot. This is the closest they've done to a DC-style reboot, and it was only for one character, two characters. <laughs> Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Um, yeah, so everyone hates that story. Um for so many reasons. Uh-huh. And here, what I think we're getting is Marvel once again, taking a story that people don't like and saying, but how can we do it well in the movies and make it fit in our universe? And I feel like they might be able to pull it off. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's particularly subtle. Like, I feel like they have to be referencing one more day here. Like they oh, have yeah. to, it can't it's not possibly an just be a coincidence. Right. It goes downstairs. He talks about, and he focuses on the whole world will forget who, who Peter Parker was, which was the point of one more day. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter stops and talks about even MJ. Like, that's what's happening here. Now, that doesn't mean they're doing one more day, but we have talked about so many times on this podcast that when they make these movies, they don't take one of the comic book stories and make it beat for beat the same mm-hmm. on film, but they do take little elements here and there that we, that those who read the stories are going to find familiar. You know, um, I saw someone that said these movies are that Leonardo DiCaprio purring at the screen meme for two hours. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's what they do. And, and in every episode, at least one of us has been able to bring up, this is like the one time in the comics and they're clearly referencing. They do that a lot. And I think that's what they're doing here. They're not mm-hmm. doing one more day, the movie, but they are taking references to one more day and sprinkling in their story. Um, I, I, for a brief moment in time in my life, I was a classical studies minor in college. And one of the things we've talked about in classical studies is how myth takes moments from other myth 
like uh, Nordic mythology and Celtic mythology and Roman mythology and Greco mythology, like they all are somewhat original, Mm -hmm. but still take pieces from, you know, you recognize things like the dog that guards hell and these little things that show up in all of them. And uh, J.R.R. Uh, Tolkien did that on purpose. Like he was trying to create mm-hmm. the mythology of Great Britain when he was writing Lord of the Rings and Silmarillion. And so he took pieces that you'd recognize from these past mythologies on purpose because he was trying to make it as though it was intentionally, he was intentionally making something that would naturally be created, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that is all to say, that's kind of what the MCU is as well. It takes these page mythologies and takes these pieces and makes an original story, but sprinkles in these same little bits and pieces. Yeah. All of that is to get back to saying, I think you are correct. I think that this is a reference to, to a reviled story, but still an important story. Like we all hate one more day, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, one more day is important. And yeah. I think they are putting one more day in the MCU, but hopefully doing a better story that spins out of it. Also uh, for the record. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you'll find a lot of people say that that's what they did with Civil War. Civil War was a very yes. important comic event, but mm-hmm. it's got a very mixed reception. Yeah. And it's a very different story from the movie, yes. like for the most part. Like the broad strokes are there, but it's a very different story otherwise. Absolutely. And um, a lot of people will tell you that they think the Civil War in the movies uh, was better than the Civil War in the comics. I think, uh, I don't have time to get on that soapbox, but I will say that the idea of the comic Civil War, I like more. The, mm-hmm. the execution of the movie Civil War, I like more if that makes yeah. sense. It's yeah, the, that makes the sense. scale, the scale and yeah. all that's hit on the comic book Civil War is great. And it has great pieces. It's just mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. such a big story. Yeah. Um now one thing I will say about One More Day. I am not going to defend it. I hate it made One More Day made me so mad that I stopped reading Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. Um that, and you're not the only one. Actually, I've seen one, so many people say that. Like One that. more day was the end of me being a regular comic book reader. Something we've talked about is that I have a very rich comic background compared to some of the other folks on the show, but a lot of you guys are way more invested now than I am mm-hmm. today. Um, like Eduardo has far surpassed me on a lot of modern recent comic book knowledge yeah, yeah. and that sort of stuff. Um, and so, and that's because I don't read comics nearly as much as I used to. And the single biggest reason is One More Day. Wow. It, I was a semi-regular Spider-Man. I was a regular Spider-Man reader through the 90s, still semi-regular right up until one more day, and that was, I'm done. And I was hard done for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, it's probably surprising to people that I feel very strongly about Mary Jane and her relationship with Peter Parker. Really? Um, <laughs> so, and You've so never talked was, about her before. Right, so this was just bad for me. That said, that said, uh-huh. some writers have taken what one more day the lemons of one more day and created delicious lemon juice since oh yeah there, there have been, been great spider-man stories since the, then the reboot of the spider-man mythos there are people who have made the best of it who have done a good job mary jane has been reintroduced to his life in ways that are entertaining almost like mm-hmm. they're retelling their um the origin of their relationship in a a much longer and a much fresher way um, and just some great stories. I do think the returning to the status quo of Peter Parker having being a secret identity, I do think that was important and valuable. Yeah. So there's good that came out of One More Day. It's just, it's more like people fixing it than it was One More Day knowing what it was doing and being a good choice. Yeah. That's, okay, are we done with One More Day? Because I'm not I ready I think we're done with One More Day. So the thing I wanted to pause for at the yes. 
was um, a lot of people are talking about, wow, this doesn't seem like Doctor Strange. This isn't his character. What I'm going to say is actually probably some criticism of the MCU, like criticism, but some criticism mm-hmm. of the MCU. I think it absolutely is in character. It is 100% in the character of Doctor Strange from the movie Doctor Strange. He's not, he's intelligent, but not always mature, not always mm-hmm. um, wise. Um, right. And often very arrogant and confident in what he's doing. And I'm not going to say he wasn't presented that way in Endgame and Infinity War. What I'm going to say is Endgame and Infinity War didn't have time to do character development on everybody. So some people were just there to have a a C plot and advance the story. And Doctor Strange was one of those people. He was great in them. But there wasn't really character development for Doctor Strange in those films. Yeah, Um, it was more about seeing him and Tony Stark having, you know, clashing because they're so similar. Right. And, and so he, sure of how they're the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what's happening here. He is sure that his magic is going to do just fine. And mm-hmm. he's going to go ahead and show off and help Peter Parker. Um, my guess is he probably has some fondness for Peter Parker. Um, like, the mm-hmm. you know, sort of the PTSD uh, attraction that comes from someone who went through the same thing you did. Um, he knows that Peter lost. We know how I feel about this, but it is the case. The His second, third, whatever father figure in this um, story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think he does have feel that he wants to help Peter and that he can help Peter. Wong is wrong. Um, and I also yeah. think we're going to learn more to it. I think I don't think it's really going to end up in the movie that all of this is Doctor Strange's fault. I think it's going to be more uh-huh. like Peter, Paul, Peter, Peter Parker's fault getting in Doctor Strange's way. Um, uh-huh. So I'm sure we'll flesh out more. I just don't, I don't buy that this is out of character for Doctor Strange. No, I think it's very... Um, I'm not the only one to say this. We, we actually talked in the group chat the other day of uh, Jay Stubes, I think is her yeah. name, yes. uh, on TikTok, who's, uh, who does a lot of Marvel analysis. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she said something that I think we had also said kind of independently, but that Doctor Strange's character development in Doctor Strange is... He's a cocky jerk who thinks he's the best because he is the best. Mm -hmm. He gets humbled. He wants to go learn magic. He learns magic. He becomes a cocky jerk who thinks he's the best. Correct. End of movie. Mm -hmm. What does he do at the end of the movie? He breaks all the rules. Wong says, don't do it. And he goes, I'm going to do it. And then he does it. And then Morbo's like, fine, I'm going to go kill all the sorcerers now. And you're like, oh, I mean, Morbo's not wrong that that Strange is messing with forces he doesn't understand. He didn't even know what an Infinity Stone was. We see because he doesn't even find out it's an Infinity Stone until after that scene, I think, right? After right. the Dormammu stuff. Right. So he doesn't know. So obviously he's learned by the time Infi- uh, Infinity War comes around. But but yeah, he, he doesn't know best. And he thinks he does. And I think that's something we're going to be seeing in this. And it's very in keeping even with Doctor Strange in the comics. So one of the big... There was a big crossover mm-hmm. recently in the comics. Um I, I, get, I think it's called Damnation. Um, what happened was, so Captain America, evil Captain America, nuked Las Vegas, killed everybody. This is what Captain America was Hydra because of the cosmic cube and all this other stuff. Um, Doctor Strange wanted to redeem himself because he had stopped being Sorcerer Supreme. Loki was Sorcerer Supreme for a while. Uh, so when he became Sorcerer Supreme again, he's like, I got to do something big. 
to, to fix things. So he revives Las Vegas, which is a massive amount of magical energy, which allows, again, Mephisto uh, to cross into our dimension and build a giant hotel and casino from hell in Las Vegas. And he gets trapped in there. But it's all because Doctor Strange, once again, is like, I can handle this and he can't handle it. And, and the Midnight Suns have to save him. Uh, which, hey, that game was just announced. Yeah. Um, we don't have time for me to talk about how I'm excited nope. about that, too. Nope. But, uh, but yes. Yeah, so, so, again, even recently, Doctor Strange in the comics is prone to overreaching sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is after he has been Sorcerer Supreme for many, many, many years. We don't even technically know if Doctor Strange is Sorcerer Supreme in the MCU yet, do we? No one's ever yeah. called him that. Yeah, correct. And, right, I, I look at this as young, young in terms of his life as Doctor, as, you know, Sorcerer Doctor Strange, not Stephen Strange. I look mm-hmm. at this as young Doctor Strange still. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there have been people speculating that he's Mephisto. Uh, people speculating that he's Mysterio, which that ain't happening. Um, the stuff that ha- is happening here is much more than drones and illusions, yes. I think. Yeah. Um, and as much as I loved Mysterio, I would not necessarily want to go back to that well for two movies. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say about this before we move on? No, no. We're, we're about going to, get to stop again in about yeah. five seconds. Yeah. Yes. All, right, All right. So three, two, one, play. Everyone? See, that this just yeah. sounds like one more day. Okay, some people still know. You know, he could just tell these people again. Mm-hmm. But I understand right. his, his concern is losing the time he's had with MJ. Correct. Give some of Doctor Strange imagery. Yep. All right, shall we stop there? Sure, pause. Okay. I'm going to actually rewind a few seconds. Where are you going to? Uh, if I can, I'm going to try as soon as I... Uh, oh, I know, like 2.13? About 2, 2.13, 2.14. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. so uh, a few things. First of all, Doctor Strange says right there, the multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Mm-hmm. Mini multiverse rant. Uh, this is not my main multiverse rant that Robbie knows is coming. Uh, but my my mini one is, oh, did Loki and Sylvie create the multiverse? The answer is yes, but there has also always been a multiverse. Uh, partially because they did say that you could see branches beyond the sacred timeline. And uh, Kate Heron said that it was supposed to represent the comics universe and our universe. So our universe has also existed out there parallel, but so she said that recreating the multiverse branching off of the sacred timeline, one can connect us to those, connect the MCU to those other universes, but also created its own sort of multiverse. Um, But the important thing is if you think back to Dr. Strange, the ancient one talks about the multiverse and says that magic is them drawing energy from different dimensions, different universes. So the multiverse has always existed because time travel when sylvie killed he who remains the multiverse was born but the multiverse was born all the way back to the beginning of time as well as all the way out to the future mm-hmm. so there was a multiverse there wasn't a multiverse there was a multiverse but as far as the, everyone is concerned there has just always been a multiverse does that make any sense 
Yes, it does. You're picking up what I'm putting down I mean, there? I okay. mean, time travel always hurts my head, but yes, it yeah. does. Sense. Yeah, so that's why the sorcerers could talk about the multiverse and all that, because as far as they're concerned, they're not necessarily aware that... The, because all of that happened outside of time and at the end of time. Uh, so the it, because we know that He Who Remains met all of his variants and then pruned things down and then everything got unpruned. It's... It's confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other thing. Well, what were you no, go say? ahead. Uh, I have other say, things, but you go. Just uh, where we've paused here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I want to point out the Daily Bugle van, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting because I can't think of many websites like that that have their own news vans. Is there an Infowars van? I don't know. I think. Is Newsmax a channel or is Newsmax a website? It's a ch- it's a channel. Okay. It's a channel that feels like a website. Okay. But the the other but just that was interesting. I'm glad we're getting more Daily Bugle. That, yes. Uh, because it means we're getting more J.K. Simmons. Right. And they they thoughts. understand. Yeah. The Daily Bugle can't. It would be anachronistic if it was a newspaper in this. Yeah. In, yeah. So they have yeah. to evolve the Daily Bugle to make it. And I think they evolved it in a very smart way. Yeah, I agree. Um. Uh, but then, of course, the other thing to talk about this is that there is lightning striking this yes. police car. Yes. Bobby? Um, yellow lightning. <laughs> yellow and, lightning. Okay. So yeah, not blue lightning. I didn't. This is important to me. People have been when talking people, about this. People kept saying yellow lightning, and I'm like, who? why Why are we talking about yellow lightning? And at some point, it just, I remember, I was walking into work one day. I'm like, oh, so, okay. I, having not really watched Amazing Spider-Man 2 all the way through, I wasn't even thinking of the fact that um, Dr. Manhattan in that movie has blue lightning. <laughs> and I think people are right to be excited about it. And I think it is also purposeful to show it. Electro traditionally has yellow lightning. Now, I don't think the problem with Amazing Spider-Man 2 is blue lightning. Right. But I do think they are purposefully trying to evoke more source imagery, as the MCU often does. At mm-hmm. some point, they put Captain America in the Captain America costume. At some point, they... It was a bad episode, but still, at some point, they put the mask on um, Helmet Zero. It's, mm-hmm. they give us imagery. They make it still look good on film, but they give us imagery that evokes the source material. Yeah. Because the MCU movies are very smartly, for both the super fans and for the, I don't mean this with the connotation it usually does, but the more casual fans. Really what I should mm-hmm. say is the new fans who are movie fans. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, the ones um, who have come to the movies and haven't really looked into the comics or anything. Right. Which, I mean, I recommend, I think it's fun to look into the comics, but if, right. if comics aren't your thing, that's fine too. Yeah, right. Uh, I think, I think, I think well, right. they've what done great. What good is it's both. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're good uh, stories. So I think the Yellow Lightning is, I am extremely positive to the point I I am willing to stake my podcast reputation on we are going to see the actors that are familiar from the other movies but not looking like the characters from the other movies and I think Electro is going to be one of those things um, I mean is Jamie Foxx confirmed or are we just assuming Jamie Foxx is one of those ones that was actually one of the first ones yeah. that was reported by like Variety and everyone's like, "Yes, you're right." What Vari- variety? <laughs> that was when we were all going, well, "What the hell is this yes, third Spider-Man right. movie going to be?" I went to the Variety article. I forgot about that, and it absolutely talks about it. So, yeah. So uh, supposedly we have Jamie Fox. I, I think I don't want to sound crazy, but that seems like I'm not crazy saying that. And I think yeah. we're going to have Jamie Fox. 
I don't think he's going to have the starfish on his head. No. But I think we're going to have Jamie Foxx not looking like Dr. Manhattan using yellow lightning. Um, real quick, by the way, I'm pretty sure there is sand in this scene as well, but we'll get back to that yeah. shortly. Mm-hmm. But to that point, I think there's a few other things we're going to see. We see Dr. Octopus in this trailer. Um, spoiler. And I, Alfred Molina looked like Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2, but I think he looks even more like Dr. Octopus. Okay, I'm not crazy because I thought the same thing. I, I, maybe I am crazy, but, but it's nice to hear someone else say that because that's the thought I had. It's like, he somehow looked even more like Dr. Octopus when he already was like the perfect Dr. Octopus. So here's going to be my wildest conspiracy theory. We know that Willem Dafoe is in this movie. They gave us the laughter of Willem Dafoe in this movie, Mm -hmm. but they didn't show us Willem Dafoe in this movie Mm -hmm. because I don't think Willem Dafoe is going to look like a Power Rangers villain. I think Willem Dafoe is going to be in a green suit with a purple cloak. I would be so happy. I am very, very sure that that's coming. Um, I Reading between the lines, I think that we're going to be treated to, you know this actor, but you don't know this look in this movie. Maybe like as he travels through the multiverse, he ends up merging with the goblin from, the horrible yeah. goblin from... Amazing Spider-Man. I wouldn't and... even be surprised if they don't even bother to really flesh out the explanation. It's... Yeah. There'll so... be like a throwaway line about, oh, things broke on their way over here. Right, and, right. Um, because multiversal travel is not a thing that has happened yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had a good explanation for that in Spider-Verse, how like when you're out of your home universe, things can right, right, right. get a little glitchy. Right. Uh yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a figure in the lightning in this scene, and I'm wondering if that is Electro. It could be. I'm not going to be able to tell. Yeah, well yeah, same. From this, so. Yeah, I think that's all I have about this shot. Oh, and the shot that's coming right after this, I don't want to pause again in one second, so I'll just say now. Okay. We're also coming up to Doctor Strange, looking a little different. Um, I am also willing to bet that we have an evil multiversal Doctor Strange variant here. Well, uh, you know, I I think I said this during our. Uh... Amazing Spider-Man, not Amazing, our, our Spider-Man 2 podcast. Jane Jonah Jameson mentions Doctor Strange in that movie. Right. When they're trying to come up with a name for Doc Ock, right. he goes, Doctor Strange. It's great, but it's taken. Um, see, I would love to see that universe yeah. as Doctor That'd Strange. And it, That'd be perfect. And now, for me, I think it would be really cool if they cast someone that they would have cast as Doctor Strange if they made that movie in 2003 or 2004, whenever it came out. That would be really fun. So... I'm not going to say that is happening. Like, I'm not going to go die on that hill. But uh-huh. a bunch of people are saying that Doctor Strange's face in this coming shot looks like it's, like, superimposed on top and looks weird. So <laughs> I, I think there's still a possibility to what you're asking for. Viggo Mortensen, come on. Yes, right, right, right. All right, uh, three, two, one, play. So there he is. Uh, yeah, another, another train fight with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's... Okay, we're going to stop right there with that line. Okay. The problem is you trying to live two different lives. And here's where I'm going to... There's one thing that scares me deeply about this movie. Mm -hmm. And it is the idea, and unfortunately this is like bringing in our knowledge of how companies work, Mm -hmm. corporations work. It is the fear that Sony is using this opportunity to pluck Peter Parker out of the MCU and drop him into the Sony. It was no longer called the Sony 
Pictures universe of Marvel characters. It is now the Sony Pictures Spider-Man Marvel universe or something like that Mm -hmm. is what they're calling it now. And, you know, there's been lots of talk about how they would love to get Tom Holland fighting um, uh, Venom. Venom. Yeah, I can't. I'm blanking on the Tom Hardy. That, oh, yeah, that's why I was so confused. Two Tom H's. Tom H, Tom H. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we already know that uh, Michael Keaton is playing Vulture in the Morbius movie, uh, which had pictures of Spider-Man in the background. Uh, so... So there's some kind of connection there. Um, and there was an interview with Michael Keaton recently because Michael Keaton, first of all, comic multiverse superstar right now because he is playing Batman in the Flash movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, I uh, might literally go see it just for that fact. Yeah. And, and that's going to have two Batman in it. It's going to have uh, ben, A- ben Affleck is coming back for that one as well, uh, which is interesting. But but anyway, but here they talk talked to him a little bit about Morbius and he goes, yeah, they tried to explain to me. And I was like, it was all over my head about why and he goes, look, I know the character. Just tell me how he, you know, he goes, I know what this character is like. I could play him from that. But like he was saying, it was getting very confusing because they were referencing things that have happened in recent Marvel stories to explain why he was there. So, I mean, it makes it sound like there's some kind of multiverse shenanigans maybe going on. And I am just so afraid uh-huh. This trying to live two different lives thing is like some kind of meta commentary about trying to live life as an MCU character and as a Sony character. And right. that in erasing everyone's memory of Spider-Man, that's how we're just going to make him sort of fade out of the MCU and uh, he'll become a full Sony character again. Yeah. I th- I'm honestly afraid of the same thing. Um, I have been happy. I, I think that, a lot of times the biggest mistakes comic book makes are time travel and multiverse stuff. I am okay with the MCU doing time travel and multiverse stuff at this point because we've gotten three solid phases where they played it straight and didn't use a potentially scientifically impossible mumbo jumbo to get there. Yeah. So I'm all, I'm all right with them now starting to go in that wildness. It's not that I don't care about what comes, but I almost look at the rest of the MCU as just gravy after what we've already had. So if yeah. you think you can pull off multiverse, try and pull off multiverse. If it doesn't work, I will still enjoy Endgame. So we'll see. But I have the same fears. I have the same fears about Spider, you know, the Sony and Marvel partnership, Sony Disney, I suppose, partnership collapsing um, in a little while. Doctor Strange said, be careful what you wish for. And I don't think it's intentional, but that makes it feel like they're talking to me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what timestamp did you pause on? I'm at 222. Okay, I'm at 223. So Okay, so there... I've got Spider-Man leaving his body here. Okay, so if you go to 223, mm-hmm. you will have the Iron Spider. And right. another thing I am thinking oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. is that there's a good chance that this is a shot that in the final film will have multiple Spider-Men. Yeah, it feels like the kind of thing, like, like how Spider-Man was never in the shots in Civil War. Correct. Uh-huh. Yes, this feels like a a moment when the spiders are coming together. And I'm also, I'm not even sold again that that's Tom Holland in the Iron Spider suit. So, yeah. Um, although I don't Does know he look taller to you it. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm really going to wonder why did he not have it in Far From Home and then he doesn't have it in parts of this film, but then he has it now. And yeah. that, can be, that can be explained away. Um, well, 
I will tell you, as excited as I was to see the Iron Spider in Endgame, that doesn't mean I want to see it in every Spider-Man movie. It was yeah. a neat treat, but mm-hmm. I guess I guess Infinity, well, Infinity War and Endgame. It was a neat yeah. treat in the crossovers. It fit the way they used Iron Spider in the comics, um, yeah. but I don't necessarily need it to be in standalone Spider-Man films, but we'll see. I, I'm not putting any bets on what's going on in the scene, but I, I have some mild suspicions. Yeah. Um, back to the, uh, Dr. Strange, oh, yeah. uh, yeeting, sp- uh, Peter out of his body. <laughs> Someone pointed out, Hey, we have a Spider-Man body that doesn't have Peter Parker in it in the same movie that we have Dr. Octopus superior Spider-Man. Anybody? Oh, God. Um, also, um, there's a squirrel on that tree in the foreground. So, uh, I'm taking that as proof that Dorian Green, the uh, unbeatable squirrel girl, will be in this movie. Um, she's in the Spider-Man ride at Disneyland. So <laughs> is she really? Yeah, huh. she is. Um, I think Riri Williams is in it. Um, interesting moon girl, um, of moon girl and devil dinosaur. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So a lot of these young heroes are in that ride. There's a weird box on Peter's hand and I don't know what it is. Yeah. What's in the box? Uh, is it our, pe- <laughs> is it our pepper pots cameo? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Um, I have an Iron Spider thought, but I'll save it for the next shot of okay. Iron Spider. Right. Uh, three, two, one, play. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. Oh my gosh. Oh. oh, wait, pause. All right. Okay. All right, yeah. A lot of things to talk about before we get this... to this very exciting thing. Oh man, I can't get, I can't get my frame to stop on it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, we passed several things. Man, there's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot okay. right there. Well, okay. So then, we, okay, I kind of got there. So that's basically two important shots in less than a second. Yes. All right. So what? Which one are you on? All right. Um, I'm at the uh, the roar scene. Okay. Uh, I'll try and get to the roar scene. You keep talking. <laughs> All right. So people are saying, I'm going to listen again. Oh boy. All right. So I'm going to go back to the box. People are trying to shoot. All right. So people are trying to shoot happy Hogan. Uh, or as Robbie said, foggy Nelson from the other universe. Uh, more proof that Matt Murdock will be here. Um, so then we get a scene of Peter in the dark, Peter in the dark. And I, uh, don't really know something is coming up at him and you hear a sound that sounds like a roar and people are saying that that could be lizard from amazing spider-man not only are people saying but i've seen some people taking the shot the the video and like lightening it oh. and it looks like it looks like the lizard like oh, I that's am, neat that's one i'm not even really questioning yeah. the lizard is in that shot what is happening like that could just be a one-off that could just be he's going through time and ooh, the lizard like just a cameo uh-huh. Or it could be the lizard is a major part of this film. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's much doubt that that shot is the lizard. I think it would be very fun for uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to meet Andrew Garfield's Kurt Connors and That'd see be, how different they are. Uh, I, man- I managed to get stopped on this shot. Okay, I did as well. All right. There's a lot here. Okay. This is also 227. <laughs> Yes. Everything happens in less than half a second here. Okay, so for for listeners not looking at our video, this is the shot that's all over Twitter. So <laughs> you have all seen this shot. Um, what do you want to start with? 
I think there's at least three things to talk about here. All right, let's start on the left. There's big okay. yellow lightning coming from the okay. sky. Kind of already talked about it, I guess. Yeah. I'm assuming this is more electro. Yeah. And now there's what I initially thought of was an explosion, but yes. now realize is probably Sandman. I so I think I I've almost see what right. might be an arm and might be a head. Right. Yes. Watching it in real time, I'm still not a hundred percent that it's not just electro kicking up lightning. Like I don't want right. to be a fool in that movie and saying I swore that was Sandman. Uh-huh. I'm not quite there, but I do think that we're seeing Sandman. Um, Sandman and Electro are such a, a fun natural pairing that happens a lot. Um, I mm-hmm. love Sandman. I'd be happy to see him again. Um, that said, I believe the Variety article actually said that. Thomas Hayden Church is in this. Okay. So I may be remembering that wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I kind of see the shape of a person. And I think the idea of teaming up villains from both previous series with each other is a lot of fun. Right. I agree. I agree. And then in the foreground, we have a black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. I think it's probably a good chance that it's just that anti-electricity suit again, but it, Uh that is not, that does not look like Tom Holland's spider. That it, looks like Tobey Maguire's I was going to say, it's a lot, the web, yep. mm-hmm. design the web design is a lot more prominent on it mm-hmm. than And a any... lot more grid-like, yes. Yes. Like, it so, very much looks like the Tobey Maguire spider suit. So thinking, yeah, it, it, it'd just be interesting when they pluck them. When are these people coming out of their timelines? Because um, if we have, if we have Tobey Maguire as a fully formed Spider-Man, well, then then um, in theory, if, it, if we're just looking at three timelines or whatever, then it would stand to reason that um, Norman Osborn should be dead. So my guess is there's a whole lot going on here. Like this isn't like this Spider-Man story and this Spider-Man story and this Spider-Man story have intercepted. My guess is it's these tons of different Spider-Man stories have come together. You know, this story where, you know, this is the timeline where Norman Osborn won and this is the timeline where Electro won and this is the... And, you know, maybe we pulled Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. out while he's got the, the Venom suit. Um, it's very Zelda. Yes. yes. There's a timeline for if you got a game over in Ocarina of Time. Yes. And that's oh. where Link to the Past comes from. I don't need to go on to this yeah. soapbox uh, right now. <laughs> um, I When we get to... Uh, have you been on our uh, Patreon Discord today, Robbie? I haven't. I've had a, I've had a day. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I will share with you in a little bit... Uh, uh, what I think is a really great theory from patron Riley. Okay. Yeah. I will, uh, I will share that with you soon, but I want to wait until we get to doc. How do you get access to the discord? Well, uh, if you'd like to join our patron exclusive discord, uh, then you can actually become a member at any level uh, of our Patreon at patreon.com slash assembly required. That's the right address, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, We've, we've got a great community growing there. It's been, uh, hop in the past couple of days we've got channels just for talking about the latest episodes of the show episodes for talking about movies and by the shows i mean the disney plus shows we don't talk about ourselves that much right um oh and actually we'll we'll have thanked her in our mm-hmm. actual episode but we do have a new patron oh do uh, we Lindsay. oh yeah okay yes. thank you Lindsay. Uh, welcome yeah and also uh all of our uh, previous guest hosts that we've had on the show have joined the Patreon as well, the Patreon as well this week. So they've all joined the Discord. We're actually oh, still right. waiting on one, uh, Bailey, uh, to actually oh. join our Discord. 
Um, but, uh, but everyone's in now. So, so we're really growing the community in there. So, but that's a digression. Like I said, I'll, I'll share, uh, Riley's theory soon. Uh, All right. but let's go ahead and play unless there's anything okay. else you want to say about this nope, shot. I'm good. All right. Three, two, one, play. Uh, okay. Oh, stop. <laughs> so for my face, go ahead. For the listeners, we have gotten to Willem Dafoe's laugh in a pumpkin bomb. I'm going to watch it again just because I want to watch it as many times as possible in my life. Okay. First of all, that um, is absolutely a pumpkin bomb from Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man one, two thousand. And the laugh and oh my God. And here's the thing so, is I was so busy squealing that I missed the laugh the first time. So Salor knows this because he was there. Um, my first exposure to this trailer was not even being sure I was going to watch the trailer and I was streaming. Um, I was, if you're interested, don't expect much. I'm not on all the time, but if you ever want to watch me um, at twitch.tv slash philkid3, um, I stream mostly retro games sometimes and for the, the 30th anniversary of the Super Nintendo's release I was playing for some Super Nintendo games. And all of a sudden my chat and also people texting me um, are telling me, stop and watch the trailer. And at first I was kind of hesitant uh, then Soundlord was telling me I need to watch the trailer. So I decided, fine, what I'll do is I'll pause this game and you guys can watch me watch the trailer. Not realizing that my reaction to this trailer was going to be embarrassing. Um, I've been sent several pictures of my reaction to this trailer. <laughs> this is the moment that I also started squealing. My hand was over my face. Um, yeah, this... Uh, and what's crazy is I knew it was coming. Like, I, I was convinced at this point, yeah, obviously Green Goblin is in this movie. Mm-hmm. But to have even though that was actually one that had not been rumored, that one had not leaked really? somehow. Okay, that one. All had the other... We're in different circles. That one had leaked to me. Interesting. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's the Green so Goblin one said. That's very interesting. So that's why I'm actually being careful. There's some things. Yeah, I'm being careful about what I say because there's some leaks that I think I've been exposed to that some of the rest of us haven't been. Okay. But that said, I didn't know, I was, A, wasn't certain it was coming, and B, uh-huh. didn't expect it like this. So this was, oh my god, this is so cool. Um, and yeah, I squealed as well. Uh, you react while I yeah. stare and see if I can see like a goblin, uh, see if I can see a goblin glider or something in this shot. Uh, there's not one I've looked. Mm. Um, they're on the George Washington Bridge, in case you were wondering. Um, oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh right. no, they're not. There's just a uh, a sign to the George oh, Washington Bridge. Oh, to the George Bridge. Washington Bridge. You're right. It's just, okay. a, just a random highway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, by the way, let yeah. me something I didn't even think of until this moment. One of the things I have mildly complained about in the last couple episodes, and the the last the two MCU Spider-Man episodes, is that Spider-Man's iconography and imagery for me is largely Spider-Man swinging around the skyscrapers of Manhattan. And we haven't had that in the MCU, really. We sent yeah, him very little. We had him go through basically the suburbs of Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, suburbs. Does New York have suburbs? I don't know. The neighborhoods of well, Queens. Well, yeah, the Queen, Queens would be the suburbs, yeah. Right. This movie is clearly going on in, you know, the, the, what we think of when we think of New York City and Spider-Man. So that, yeah. that's also something I'm excited about that I didn't even think of. Yeah. I don't have much to add except for what I said that when that pumpkin bomb came on and it was so clearly a Sam Raimi pumpkin mm-hmm. bomb uh, that I, I was ridiculously excited. Yes. All right. Shall we? Uh, okay. Three, two, one, play. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Uh, I'm actually going to pause right there for a second. Okay. 
some people saying that they thought that was uh, um, Harry Osborne, uh, James Franco's voice. That is clearly Benedict Cumberbatch. There is no way in hell James Franco is in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be surprised if either Harry Osborne showed up for different reasons. Right, right. James Franco, bad person in real life. I don't know if Dane DeHaan, he might be a, a, a swell guy, <laughs> but his Harry is just the worst and no one liked You know, that him. said, all that said, something I hadn't thought of. Okay, so Tom Holland here is about to be introduced to Otto Octavius and, mm-hmm. and Norman Osborn. I'm assuming... I'm assuming there is an MCU Norman Osborn. And yeah. does that mean like, does that mean it's, they can't, we can't do MCU Green Goblin? Cause now it's like, well, you already met him in the multiverse. You know what's happening. Yeah. That's, that's been my concern when one of these rumors started coming out that Alfred Molina was coming back as like, mm-hmm. you know, I had hoped for a long and fruitful right. partnership between Sony and Disney uh, to bring us a lot of Spider-Man MCU stuff mm-hmm. so that we would eventually see as much as I think that, Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina especially would be impossible to replace. Right. Uh, almost to the level that uh, J.K. Simmons turned out to be literally impossible to replace. Okay. Uh, that I I was a little sad that it meant that we probably would never actually get a good MCU Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Or a good MCU Norman Osborn slash um, Green Goblin. Right. Just because they'd be those bad guys from another dimension that we already met. Right. Yeah, I guess guess that's a downside to this, but yeah. Oh well. And and um, I think they were very smart to go to villains that had not been done yet. Right. But because you know, we needed a good vulture and we needed a good right. Mysterio and we got them both and I'm thrilled. Right. Yes, absolutely. But uh, you know, assuming we ever got to a Spider-Man 4 or 5 or 6, I would have liked to have maybe right. seen Doc Ock at some point. And uh, a couple other thoughts on this. Um I will say the reason my mind went there is because I started thinking, well, we can have a good Harry Osborn finally. And then I realized, wait, can we? Can, now that we have a Norman Osborn from another dimension, can we do hmm. that? But then my other thought, how many villains are we at? And you know why I'm getting there, and I'm not I know you're getting happen, there. But All right. But so far we have um, in Dr. this Octop- Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, uh, possibly Sandman, mm-hmm. probably Electro. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm missing one lizard, but again, we oh, don't lizard, know yeah, if lizard is a one shot or not. Okay, now then, already in Spider Man's universe, we have we've met Matt Gargan, uh huh, so that's Scorpion. We've met it, Vulture. doesn't mean Scorpion. I'm not saying Scorpion's in this movie, right? There is a version of Shocker still alive, right? Yes, yeah, Shocker. Okay. I couldn't remember how, okay. Um, yeah. by the way. I saw a bunch of people saying that no, yellow lightning is shocker, and no, stop. Just you're making no. things up. Yeah, shocker is not like he doesn't shock people. Right. <laughs> um, he vibrates. We have maybe not a villain anymore, but he's out there. We have the vulture. I will point out that if ever if everyone forgets who that Peter Parker is Spider Man though, is he going to be a villain again? Oh. Oh. But that said, I think it would yeah. also be weird if he was a team-up style villain. This version yeah, of Vulture, while no. fantastic, doesn't feel like. Um, no, so we have he's... plenty. We have plenty if we're going the Sinister Six route. Uh-huh. I okay. I if love... Mysterio's still alive out right. there somewhere. Right, uh, that's what I was forgetting. If Mysterio's somehow alive, or if someone takes up the Mysterio mantle, so we've got we've got the pieces mm-hmm. here. 
Um, one thing I will say is I don't think you have to do the Sinister Six. It mostly is just fun to say. Um, my favorite, quite possibly my favorite Spider-Man storyline was Revenge of the Sinister Six. Uh, so I do like the Sinister Six. It would be cool to see. But honestly, I think I would just be happy if kind of like the Spider-Man game did. Uh, that's a little bit of a spoiler. And I'm sorry if you haven't played it, but you need to play it. Mm-hmm. How about the Spider-Man game did? I think I would be happy if six villains show up and join together behind Dr. Octopus, but they never actually use the name. They just expect you to get there on your own. Yeah. I think I would like that in this, mm-hmm. in this case. But so that potential's there. I'm not saying it's happening, but that potential is there. And it's... Mm-hmm. Not just potentially the Sinister Six, but for the most part, we've got the original roster. The original Sinister Six was Dr. Octopus, Electro, um, Craven the Hunter, not going to be in here, um, Mysterio, maybe, but probably not. Uh, let's see, who else? Um, Sandman, probably here. Yeah. And, oh, how am I missing? How am I missing this? I've read the Sinister Six comments a million times. Octopus, Electro, Craven, Sandman. Mysterio, Vulture. Vulture, yes, Vulture, also potentially there. So we can get most of the original Sinister Six roster here, and then they replaced them with Hobgoblin, but still. Um, so not only do we have six potential villains, but we also have villains who have been in the Sinister Six in the comics. That's not to feed the fuel in the fire. Uh, you will see a lot of Sinister Six confirmed. This is a Sinister Six movie. I've been waiting for the Sinister Six movie. You're going to see a lot of that on if you go on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to add fuel to that fire because I don't think it's confirmed, but I do want to bring up that absolutely it should not be a surprise if it happens. Oh, one more Spider-Man villain that we know is oh. out there in the MCU. Prowler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lover, yes, although yes, he yes. wasn't so bad in that movie. Yeah, and he wasn't so bad. I mean, we'll see. Um, in the Ultimate Universe, Prowler is bad in the... And the, the, in 616, he's more of was bad, but not for long. So we, we'll see uh, what we do with Prowler, if we do anything with Prowler. Yeah. And Kingpin. You know they want to do Miles someday. Oh, yeah, and Kingpin. Kingpin yeah. would not join the Sinister Six, but... No. Although in the cartoon... He would hire that, them. <laughs> in the cartoon that Eduardo and I grew up on, Kingpin created the Insidious Six. Ah. was because Sinister was too bad of a word to use in a Fox Kids cartoon. Is that like how the Ninja Turtles in yep. England were the Hero Turtles? Yep. Same thing. It was called the Insidious Six. It was supposed to be the Sinister Six, but Sinister was not a word for a children's show. So, Sinister and Insidious are both horror movies. <laughs> All right, we've been careful what we wished for. All right, so let's hit three, two, one, play. And I got what I wished for. Yeah. Hello, Peter. Okay, let's pause right there at the title. Well, this is the end of the... Let's just let this end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen to that wonderful music. And Alfred Molina, just the way he delivers that line. That I'm is perfect. so happy. Um, so first I'm going to talk real briefly my brief conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. That suit-up scene where he puts on the Iron Spider suit, which I'm really mm-hmm. actually tired of. Mm-hmm. I'm, tired of. I'm tired of every superhero just standing there and a suit appearing around them. Mm-hmm. It works for Iron Man. I can mm-hmm. let it slide with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when Spider-Man does it. I hate it. I really don't want anyone else doing it anymore. I hate it. I uh, think it's lazy, and I yeah. have I I don't like it. Um, but my conspiracy theory is that in the actual movie that will not be the Iron Spider. I was going to. It ask will you. be the black suit because it's the symbiote. 
I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, and, I don't, and part I, of what I was going to ask you is, do you think he's talking to Tom Holland, recognizing him as Peter Parker, or do you think he is talking to Tobey Maguire? Uh, there, okay, so there's two possibilities there. Well, there's many possibilities. Possibility one is that line's not in the movie. It was just for the trailer mm-hmm. to make us go, wow. Uh, the other possibility, another possibility is that he sees Spider-Man and says, hello, Peter. Mm-hmm. Another possibility is that he, yeah. Another idea is that he sees Tom Holland and somehow recognizes that he's Peter Parker. Maybe this happens later in the movie and he already knows this Peter Parker. Maybe the line isn't as sinister as it sounds. Maybe it's a genuine hello, Peter. But because of everything that was happening around in this trailer, we're like, oh my God, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's seeing Tobey Maguire. Uh, there are a lot of possibilities uh, for this. Um, also, I, I do want a disclaimer. I don't necessarily think that the symbiote is in this and that's what's happening in that scene, but I'm just throwing it out there so that if it does happen, you heard it here first. Right. Um, now I will share. Well, do you have anything you want to say about Doc Ock first? The problem is I have a lot of feelings on it and I don't know how to put them in words for a podcast. Okay. It's well, I know one of your feelings is that you so loved good. the redemption arc of mm-hmm. Doc Ock in Spider-Man two. Mm-hmm. And you're a little sad that he's a bad guy again. Am I right? No, actually. No? Okay. No. Uh, do you want me to expand? Go ahead, expand. You go. I'm not. Okay, well, okay, I'll say my thing. I, I was like, liked the Dr. Octopus Redemption arc. I also am kind of sad that we didn't just get Dr. Octopus, the ongoing Spider-Man villain, because something we talked about is we were still in the Batman frame of reference back then, and you have to kill the villain at the end of the movie. Yeah. Now, they did a great job of killing that villain at the end of the movie. They did a great job in that self-contained Dr. Octopus story. Yeah. But I like Dr. Octopus the villain. Okay. Kind of like I said earlier, I'm not too worried because I'm not I'm not convinced that this Dr. Octopus we're seeing isn't just from a different timeline. I don't think this is like, oh no, we have made it so Spider-Man 2 didn't end. Yeah. I, I, I think... You, you know, think it's a variant? Kind of like we saw in Loki. There's all these variants. I think this is the yeah. Dr. Octopus variant. Maybe okay. it's the one where he won. Maybe it's the one where he didn't get reformed. Maybe it's the... Yeah. Um, so I'm not sad. I got that... I, this is also the way I am about... I, I, I have the old Star Wars canon kind of committed to memory, and they made it not yeah. canon, and I don't care. They can't tell me what I do and don't like. So uh-huh. the fact that they said it's not canon doesn't keep me from enjoying those stories. Exactly, yeah. Having this Dr. Octopus as a villain doesn't keep me from not enjoying that self-contained redemption arc in another movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sad. I'm actually really yeah. excited to see it again. Yeah. I guess for me, it's not so much that I was sad about it. It's just like I was wondering how they would pull it off. Like how could they believably make him a villain again when I did in that movie? I agree with you. Having Doc Ock as an ongoing villain, much like the Joker, mm-hmm. or you know, I think is great for Spider-Man. But I was like, how can we do that? without quote unquote undoing the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't sure about that. But on the other hand, Spider-Man two is my favorite of those previous Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. largely because of this Doc Ock. I love that character. I love that storyline and I'm so excited that we're getting more of it. Um, now I will share patron Riley's theory and Robbie, you have not heard this, so I I, I'm, I'm excited for you to hear it. So I'm going to just kind of skim through it a little bit. 
uh, he's, uh, he, he says he wrote in our, uh, in our theories, uh, channel on our discord, uh, the logo for which is a swan because there's not a stork emoji. Um, so this might be a long shot. I think I may have just figured out the explanation of how green goblin and doc Ock are still alive without them being variants. Uh, which I don't think makes sense because Alfred Molina did say at the Oscars that this story pretty much picks up from where he left off in Spider-Man two. Um, Mr. Blabbermouth over here. Uh, he said, we also know Dr. Strange is doing a spell that erases everyone's memory of Spider-Man being Peter Parker and Spider-Man two doc Ock finds out that he's Peter right before he dies. My bet is that Dr. Strange's spell getting messed up ends up ripping the villains out of their respective universes at the moment when they would be discovering that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. This would also tell us why the other villain, uh, who the other villains are. And he says it would explain why Electro looks yellow. So Spider-Man, I'm just going to run through this. Green Goblin discovers Peter's identity shortly before the bridge sequence and his ultimate death. So actually in the Thanksgiving scene. Uh Uh, So maybe he's going to bring a turkey along with him. Uh Um, But if he, uh, but if we do that, if he gets pulled out at that point in the universe, then he doesn't die. So we have a living Green Goblin. Doc Ock and MJ discover who Peter is at almost the same time. And then Doc Ock dies. This would eliminate Doc Ock's death and you would have an MJ uh, potential there as well, not knowing. In Amazing Spider-Man, Lizard discovers who Peter is and then is defeated, transformed back into, transforms back into Dr. Connors and is sent to prison. This would eliminate his transformation back to Dr. Connors as well as Captain Stacy's death. Now, I don't know... If, I don't know if I 100% subscribe to every single thing in this theory. Uh-huh. I think this is a great theory. I actually really love it. Uh-huh. Um, I've tried not to think too much about the ripple effects uh, because right. any ripple effect from the first movie on would change everything after it. Right. Unless we assume that it branches <laughs> yet again. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Electro gets down overloaded with a yellow electricity, which sends him into the grid. So if he gets pulled out of the universe there... Um, because that's when Harry shows up and discovers that Spider-Man is Peter. If Electro was still bouncing around the power grid, maybe he heard that then. So that would be when he would get pulled out before he ever finds out. Um, this would also, of course, keep Gwen Stacy from dying. Nice. Um, that would make me happy, at least. Yeah. And in Homecoming, Vulture discovers Peter's identity and gets put in jail uh, with Scorpion. But he doesn't want to give Peter up. But if he doesn't know that Peter's Spider-Man... Uh, yeah. He has no allegiance That's and smart. he could team up with Scorpion or whoever else uh, to, to get revenge on Spider-Man. Um, so he says the outliers there would be Venom and both versions of the Harry Goblin. Um, but there are many reasons that we wouldn't want them in the movie. Um, right. And, uh, and that Venom as well, perhaps. Um so yeah, that would explain why Doc Ock is still evil if they get right. yanked from their universe at the moment when, you know, before their redemption or death and before they know who Peter is. That yep. would it. Um, and as, uh, as Peach has pointed out, uh, even though Otto liked Peter when he was Dr. Octopus, he did throw that car at him. Yes. So seeing Peter wouldn't necessarily make him stop in his tracks. Correct. Um, yeah, I, I actually thought a very similar theory from someone, maybe it was Riley on Twitter. Um, maybe yeah. I was looking at Riley and I didn't realize it. I don't necessarily think there's any holes in it. Um, it makes a lot of sense. I would not be surprised if they don't even bother with that level of explanation. 
Uh-huh. Um, so it's not so much that I doubt that in terms of, well, that doesn't make sense. They wouldn't do it that way because it actually does make sense. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just not sure. I mean, we may literally just get a variant Dr. Octopus and a Tobey Maguire who have actually never met each other or something like that. So yeah. um, I don't know. I, it's not so much that I, I think there's holes in that. It's that I don't know. Um, but it does make sense. That is a, a very interesting theory. Yeah. I guess for me, uh, what I think is that if it turns out to be a different Doc Ock or a different Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, that's just not as fun. So <laughs> I think it's more fun if it is those versions. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the obvious question then is why does he say hello, Peter? But we've already kind of discover, uh, discussed yeah. the uh, potential reasons why that might be happening and why that doesn't necessarily break this, uh, this idea. Yeah. I- I think you said, and this is kind of important, um, also we shouldn't necessarily think that everything we see in this trailer is actually the movie. It's just there to mm-hmm. make us want to see the movie. So. Yeah. But I think, I think the real gist to come away now that the trailer's over is just, there's just a lot that gets me excited. They, ha- they found a good way to get a bunch of Spider-Man villains on screen at once. Um, a lot of my favorites. They found a good way to make it make sense, not having to necessarily do their origin story but also being able to maybe improve them a little bit from how we first saw them. Like, like, I mean, it feels like having our cake and eating it too, which is okay. Be careful what you wish for Peter, but you know what I mean? Like it, it feels like they found a very smart way to do something that I've always wanted. Yeah. And again, probably wouldn't have liked if this was one of the first MCU films, but we got a lot of great MCU films. And now if you're going to do basically magic time verse mumbo jumbo, I'm down. That's cool. I'm happy mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah. My only fear, and this has kind of been in the back of my mind throughout most of phase four, is there are two things I don't want bleeding into the MCU from the comics, and that's a bunch of weird cosmic multiversal retcons and, as you know how I feel about scrolls. Right. <laughs> you know, scroll retcons. I don't want mm-hmm. any of that. I don't want things to start getting overly complicated mm-hmm. of, like oh, we're going to undo this and do this thing that way. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'd like some straightforward stories as well. Mm-hmm. Not that complex stories are bad and not that, you know, they've done well so far with their stories. I mean, Loki ended up being one of my favorite things that the MCU has done. Mm-hmm. Um, WandaVision as well. Although WandaVision didn't get so much into the multiverse stuff, though they certainly teased it. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I don't want things to spiral out of control. Right. Of them I saying, agree. well, now we can do anything and we can undo anything. I agree. Uh, because I think what has been fun about the MCU is how it's built on it. We don't need to reboot Iron Man. We don't need to reboot Captain America. Uh, we can pass those titles on to new characters. I think what they've done is they've gotten people invested in this universe more than any one character. And that's not to say they don't love the characters because people absolutely adore the characters of Iron Man and uh, you know Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark, Chris Evans as, uh, as Steve Rogers. But people are also excited about Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson as Captain America. So we don't need to reboot Captain America, pass the title on to someone else. We've got Ironheart coming up. Uh, we've still got War Machine kicking around too if you really need that many armored superheroes. Um, you know, so we don't need to reboot the universe and start over. We can keep building and we can find different archetypes, but bring in new characters. And I think people are still going to come see these movies and we don't need to 
do anything crazy and hit the reset button. Yeah, I agree with that. <sighs> All right. So wow. uh, I'm stoked. Yeah. So this is a great 20 or 30 minute episode. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did it. I really did want to get this out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you stuck around with us, so we appreciate it. Uh, like I said, let us know. Um, uh, email was assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. Man, I don't I have should... any notes in front of me. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm, oh, oh. Bring yeah. up. Yeah, we, uh, we just rolled with this one. Yeah, we uh, sat this down was on the a, computer without our normal prep, which is... This was an extemporaneous as we've ever gotten. But I'll do... Hold on. I will do some... Uh... Some outro stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, if you uh, want to email the show, we love emails. Uh, listener, new patron Lindsay has given us lots of great emails. Um, and that email is uh, patreon.com slash. Uh, no, that's the email. That's the- is assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. Um, we love long form letters. And again, if you want to support the show, you can support it at patreon.com slash assemblyrequired. Um, and thank you to our Avenger level patrons, uh, Brian and Riley. Uh, and like Soundlord mentioned earlier, um, all patrons get access to our suddenly very hopping Discord server. Yeah. Uh, that's been very active lately. Um, everyone who's been a guest on the show is on there. Uh, if you want to interact or get our thoughts, uh, someone there realized that we like theme parks one day and then that spun it out of control. So we don't just talk about Marvel there. Um, if, if, uh, you just want to find a place to chat with uh, some super nerds, we got a, a patron for you. So again, that's patreon.com such assembly required. Um, and absolutely thank you for everyone that is supporting the show. And those of you who are listening without joining the patron, thank you. You are also supporting the show uh, with your likes and your shares and your listens and your downloads. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And we appreciate everyone uh, who's helped make this show, I think way more successful than we expected. Yes. Thank you everyone. Uh, well, I guess that is going to do it for today. Any, any parting thoughts? I, this is about the most hype level I've had for something based on the trailer. Uh-huh. Um, and the trailer alone since maybe the force awakens. So I, I'm pretty, pretty stoked. Uh, so what, uh, what do you rate this trailer? What do I rate this trailer? Yeah. Um, a nine, nine, uh, we'll say, uh, nine, uh, Sam Raimi pumpkin bombs out of 10. All right. Well, you took the thing I was going to use, so that's neat. That's why we <laughs> usually discuss this ahead of time. Um, I'm going to, I will give, do it nine. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just give it nine. Definitely <laughs> Dr. Stranges out of, uh, out of 10. <laughs> nine right. Murdoch glasses. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> nine just off screen netflix characters there you go <laughs> all right uh then that's gonna do it then uh for me for robbie and then of course for uh you know all of our other normal hosts eduardo and peaches who cannot be with us tonight uh peaches don't like to get too in-depth on uh on trailers so this is that's why it was just me and robbie tonight um we love you 3000 uh bye everybody and also excelsior boobly boobly Precious Tritium. Hello, Peter. Salut, Peter. Hola, Peter.
Olá, Peter. Привет, Питер. So, Peter. Hello, Peter.